0: to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting. Steve Pruzak.
1: Hello and welcome. Welcome to another episode. We're so excited to have you back. I'm Steve Pruzak. I'm your host. We've got an awesome interview coming up with Nathaniel Solis. He's going to help you take your life to the next level, really help you dial in on productivity, focus, supercharging your life overall. He's phenomenal. We're going to bring him on right now. So let's get to our interview with Nathaniel Solis. Now, as a coach, speaker, and trainer, Nathaniel Solis helps entrepreneurs and creators breakthrough to peak levels of achievement and fulfillment through mind-body training and successful lifestyle strategies. Now he works one-on-one with a mission driven uh, to help people in his various programs, his online courses, and his online academies. Now, he's a pioneer in the personal development space for the last seven years. His videos and trainings have been seen by millions, and his mission to elevate the human condition... Has created ripples across the world. He's here with us on Juice Guru. Let's welcome Nathaniel Solis.
0: Thanks for having me, Steve. It's that's, that's so great to uh, kind of be reminded sometimes. Like, man, I kind of do some cool stuff. I, I, lo- I love what I'm up to. Thanks for reminding me.
1: <laughs> right? All that and so much more. And I know because I yeah. personally worked with you and you've helped him take my life to the next level. And when I saw the things you were doing with me, I was like, God, we got to get this guy's message out to people in our Juice Guru Academy who really need this next level training. Mm-hmm. People all over the world so we can put out Juice yeah. Guru Radio. So thank you for being here. Uh, as you all know, this episode is brought to you by Tribest, making healthy living easy. We thank them. Uh, we use their equipment in the Juice Guru studio and in our kitchen and we love, love their juicers. I've been using it for 26 years. So thank you, Try Best. Nathaniel, what is your story? Like, how did you get into the work you're doing now?
0: Yeah. Um, gosh. People ask me that all the time and, you know, it's such a, there's just so much, but if I had to really distill it down, I feel really privileged that at a young age, I had a very unique upbringing, being adopted, uh, having my adoptive mother pass away when I was eight years old. I started lucid dreaming when I was eight years old. And by the time I got into high school, I was a very, very kind of weird out there kid and was always really willing and ready to to learn and I was very curious and when I was about 15 16 years old is when it really hit me um, the state of the world that I live in I, I finally kind of burst out of the bubble of adolescence and realized oh my gosh like there's starving people all over the world right and there's sick people all over the world and there's systems and things in place in the world right now that actually don't serve us as a species and don't serve the other species on the planet either and it was just this huge wake-up call, because at the same time that I started learning about all the problems in the world, I also started learning about all the solutions in the world, all the beautiful things that are happening, all the advances we've made in science and permaculture and, you know, mindfulness and psychology and all these different pieces. So I really, when I was about 18 years old is I started my first website. I started a YouTube channel all based around, uh, you know, health and nutrition and lifestyle and mindset. And it's just kind of been a uh, a never-ending story at that point of just dedicating my life to being the happiest, healthiest, and most effective version of myself, so that I can help other people do the same thing. So we can basically, you know, build a world that works for everyone. That's kind of the, the end goal here. But ultimately, it just started by being so inundated with information. I would actually ditch school in high school to stay at home and watch YouTube videos of stuff I was actually interested in, like meditation and and self-healing, and permaculture, and quantum physics, and nutrition, and, you know, physiology studies, and all these different things. And um, it's allowed me to, ultimately, over the years, become really confident in my abilities as a life coach, and a strategist, and a business strategist. And, you know, it's been such a beautiful blessing, because there's so many people who, you know, want to really access their highest performance, their deepest fulfillment, so that they can go out there and do great things in the world, but also it's just so they can kind of have a good day on a day-to-day basis. And that's really where my work has led me to not only helping people become high performers and high achievers, but also like just have uh, peace on a moment-to-moment basis along that journey. Because when you're not doing that, it's a pretty rough game to play. And I think everyone listening has probably experienced that more than enough times where it's like we're trying to get all these things done. And as much as it's like, us building a beautiful life and building and doing what we want to do, it's pretty damn stressful based in the world that we live in. So, I've just, you know, feel really blessed. I've been able to dedicate my life to serving people along that journey.
1: Well, there's a lot of overwhelm and when we're talking about productivity and how we can dial in and, and get more done in the day, how can we get supercharged with our life? What are some of the first things that you teach when it comes to this?
0: Yeah, some of the very first things actually have to do with, You know, the biggest problem people catch themselves in, and I'm sure people listening can relate is that because we're already on this uh, sort of path, we're running on autopilot and it can be really hard and really intimidating. And some of the most overwhelming pieces are to actually just stop to actually assess what's going on. So that's always kind of the first thing, you know, we've been doing some work together and as much as we wanted to dive into all these projects, we actually needed to stop and look at all the projects first you know, and be able to dive into that from a much more sort of bird's eye view. So one of the first things with people is really just even dedicating, when's the last time you stopped and took just 20 minutes to write down, to almost do a little journal sort of essay of like, how is my life going right now? What is, what actually is stressing me out, right? What am I intimidated by? What am I overwhelmed by? Also, what am I really stoked about? What do I feel really grateful for? Who are the people that seem to be standing out in my life right now that I just appreciate so much? And just that ability to slow down for a moment and actually look at things, you'd be surprised. And I know we've all experienced this at time to time. Maybe you, you kind of randomly get an afternoon off for whatever reason. And during that afternoon, you're able to kind of reflect and you have some spaciousness. So that's always the first step. Um, because when you're trying to deal with minimizing the stress in your life to go about it in a very sort of stressful and you know uh, chaotic way obviously isn't going to help. So, slowing down and just stopping at first and then just getting super, super honest with yourself and assessing what's going on. That's always the first step.
1: You know you're on the entrepreneurial journey just like I am and you know not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. And not everyone is meant to be in a nine-to-five job that they hate for the rest of their lives. So, mm-hmm. what kind of coaching do you give when it comes to someone that's stuck? They're, they're yeah. doing a nine-to-five job. They're completely unhappy. They know there's got to be more that we're doing on the planet. What are some of those advice that we can, you know, connect with what we should be doing? And what are the yeah. steps we could take to start getting there?
0: Absolutely. That's a great question. You know, and I want to just piggyback real quick off of you mentioning, you know, not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur. And from one, from one angle, I agree with that, but just recently, I, f- I forgot who it was, but I heard a quote. Somebody said, if you have a checking account, you're an entrepreneur, right? And that kind of creates just this context of, you know, if you're a human here and you're playing within the system and you need to feed yourself and have a roof over your head and, you know, pay for your car or whatever, all the things that you do, that kind of automatically puts you in the space where it's important for you to show up a certain way just to have your needs met, Right. So for those who maybe don't identify as an entrepreneur, maybe you don't own a business, that's fine, but know that there's a value in creating that context where you can acknowledge that I am in business with myself in the sense that every day I'm making investments into the life that I want to have and the experiences that I want to have and how I'm feeling on a day-to-day basis, right? So that was just kind of cool. I never heard that before. It's like, wow, you know what? I think that can even empower a lot more people when it's like, yeah, I have a checking account. I got I to gotta make money. Maybe I don't want to start my own business or whatever it may be, but I got to show up, right? And so, when it comes to people who might be feeling stuck again, it's going to be just a process of inquiry, right? And often, I'll, I have uh, worksheets that I give clients that often just have dozens and dozens of questions on them. Um, Tony Robbins is one of my, you know, mentors and he talks about how You know, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions that you ask. And a great example of that, if you keep asking yourself, like, you know, why do I feel so crappy, right? Why do I feel so, like, low energy? By the virtue of that question, you're going to come up with an answer for that question. So if you're asking, why do I I feel so crappy all the time? Your brain's going to go, oh, well, because you're kind of lame, or you're kind of dumb, or because you're not really doing cool stuff, or because you'd made this mistake or because nobody thought, you know, it's going to come up with answers within that same context. But if you ask the question, what's something really simple I could do every day that feels really good for me, that fills me up. And most people, because they're coming from that old context, their mind jumps in and goes, nothing. There's nothing. I, g- I tried everything. Nothing's going to, you know, and that's okay. That's just what the mind does. It's going to jump in there real quick. But when you give yourself that space and you ask that question from that angle, What's something simple I could do every day that, would, that fills me up? For me, it's uh, drinking some tea and reading a book. And as long as I can do that for 15 minutes, my day is filled with a totally different energy. And I actually have, have now designed that. That's something I do every single day. That's just part of my day. I've, I've made that so. So the quality of the questions that you ask are really going to determine where you're focused. And where you're focused determines what you're feeling right? You could have everything in your life going great, but if all you're focusing on is that stain on your pants, you're going to be feeling frustrated about that stain on your pants, even though everything else in your life is amazing. So the power of focus is such a big deal when it comes to that sort of process where someone's feeling kind of stuck. And just that alone, the, the sort of affirmation of I'm stuck, right? Or even I feel stuck right now is going to kind of steer What kind of potential you can generate from that position that you're in so the something that's so important is to immediately You know for someone who's actually feeling that way and I'm not trying to discredit anyone in that position because it's a very real position to be in and I've found My myself in that position hundreds of times in my life Well, one of the things that always gets me out of that is just to actually Express some sort of behavior that in any way shape or form represents not being stuck so if I just got up, you know, often when you're feeling stuck, it's when you're laying in your bed or sitting on your couch and you're just kind of huddled over your phone. You are like, oh, I feel stuck right now. Of course you feel stuck. Look at you. Like that's a very stuck position to be in. But to get up and go for a walk and listen to some fun music that you enjoy, that already puts you in a different circumstance, which is going to put you in a different state, which will actually help you kind of tap into your intuition and your innate genius that, is, that has the answers for what to do next. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now, what are some of your tips for getting to that level of sustained high performance and to become more grounded and present in our
0: day-to-day life? Yeah. So, that's an awesome question. Um, a really important dis- to distinction to keep in mind when we talk about self-help and personal growth and even health and um, just how we're trying to build our lives is to acknowledge that the, the end result we're looking for is a habit because the definition of a habit is something you do without thinking about it. Also, a definition of a habit is something where it's harder to not do it, right? Like you brush your teeth every day now. It almost it, Now when you don't, for whatever reason, it feels so weird and so abnormal. I'm sure people listening can relate to that because it's something that you do all the time, right? So if you're looking for sustained energy in your life, when you're looking for to, to be more grounded and if feel, feel more clear and focused on a day-to-day You need to acknowledge that the goal isn't to figure out some sort of trick or some sort of Little tip that's gonna get you there but to understand how to actually get under the hood of your own sort of behavioral programming which we can get into that a little deeper but How to get under the hood and adjust the settings so that you are automatically showing up and doing the things that keep you clear and keep you focused right So as an example, having a morning ritual is probably one of the most effective and easiest to access and simplest uh, to approach when it comes to starting to change these kind of habits in our life, right? And when you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is actually take time for yourself. And you can like stretch your body a little bit, and drink some water, and do a little meditation. Get your thoughts out of your head. Write in your journal. Look at your your sort of to do list for the day, and give yourself an empowered sort of visualization practice around how your day is going to unfold. You know, s- just something as simple as that sets you up for a very powerful day. Now, when you approach that morning ritual in the right way, you can actually program that into your body and into your behaviors as a habit. So you just wake up. And you automatically go and do that thing, right? I know everyone listening to this right now, if you think about what has your average morning been like for the last three months, they're pretty much the same, right? Maybe weekends sometimes it's a little different. Maybe there's a certain day out of the week where you have to get up earlier or you've got to take the kids to school or whatever it might be. But if you just think about the general sort of theme and the way you approach getting up and how you're feeling and what you end up focusing on, it's become a habit at this point. Maybe for some of you, it's been the same kind of morning for the last 10 years for the last 20 years and that's you know that's what happens we're designed to do that and what's but that's also our biggest sort of blessing is that because we're designed to live habitually when you actually again take some time to get under the hood and adjust the settings of those habits you can then live automatically from a very very not just like powerful space, you know. Sometimes people get a little thrown off because my energy can be so kind of masculine and ah, and and power and da 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 da. But for me, like the deeper sort of goal and the results that I've wanted in my life and have finally created into a habit is that sort of sense of peace and just feeling like fulfilled and feeling like a calm centeredness on a day to day basis. And for me, just maybe because it's naturally who I am, when I am centered and peaceful, I happen to be very excited, right? And very sort of full of energy. So your question was basically, you know, about how do we really access that sustained level of performance, right? And I think there's, I wanted to really hit that, uh, hit that point about the habits first, just because people, you need to know that when you constantly have to make yourself do stuff, you know you haven't won that game yet, sort of quote-unquote won that game, right? When it becomes just natural and that's just how you're showing up, that's how you know, oh, well, this, this is who I am now. And that's the difference between often a, like an entrepreneur and an aspiring entrepreneur, right? And when you make that switch and you identify as an entrepreneur, it's a lot easier to show up as an entrepreneur. But when you acknowledge yourself as an aspiring entrepreneur, you're going to show up as an aspiring entrepreneur. And those people do very different things, right? So, so, you know, another um, access point we could talk about for that question is really to acknowledge that, and this was the biggest kind of shift in my life with my journey around all these sort of things, is that who you think you are is the number one dictator of what you're capable of doing, especially on that sort of automatic basis. Sure, there's moments where you can kind of pump yourself up and, and do something courageous, right? Or kind of, Push through something challenging, like th- that can happen. You can use your willpower and kind of amp yourself up into that. But there's another layer where you just acknowledge yourself as a confident person, right? as a courageous person, as someone who can make their way through struggles and maintain their center. And often, you know, we just walk around labeling ourselves consistently, like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of shy, or, yeah, you know, I'm not a morning person or yeah, I'm always late. All these, these are all, I am statements. You're just, you're literally defining yourself and it's fine to acknowledge that. Yeah, I have been late often right in the past to acknowledge that that's a trait. That's something that's been running, but to continually affirm that that's who you are will actually keep you locked into that space. You know, the language that we're using is mirrored through how our brain is wired and how our brain is wired, you know, creates the parameters of what behaviors we're able to act upon, right? So that other entry point is to, I wanna invite everyone listening to really consider, and maybe you've never done this before, but to ask yourself, who who am I? Who do I decide to be, right? And uh, I always give my clients the exercise of basically filling out the statement as many times as you can. The first time I did this, it was like a dozen pages. It was almost like, you know, over a thousand statements. But to actually decide, for me, I am a man Who dot dot dot, or if you're a woman, I am a woman who dot dot dot, or if you're something other than those two, you use whatever word you use for that. But to basically just acknowledge and to actually put yourself in that position of deciding, This is who I am. I am a man who stays centered in stressful situations. I am a man who gets great sleep every night. I am a man who shows up with a loving presence and upholds integrity in all his relations, right? These are very powerful statements and they're very. Declarative statements. And so many people will live their entire life and never stop once and decide who they are and decide what traits they choose to have. And it can be intimidating to look at that list and be like, oh my God, I don't always get a good night's sleep. Oh my gosh, I'm not always in integrity. Like, this is kind of scary. But how empowering is that to know that there is at least a baseline and a preference of this is who I'm choosing to be? And the moment you give yourself permission to to basically decide who you are and to see yourself that way, you start open up, opening up the space for you to actually start behaving that way.
1: And we'll add to that, you want to include that morning juice and that morning routine and for me like mm-hmm. getting up that extra hour, having more time in the morning is so important to be able to do all those things that Daniel was talking about. And for me it's making the juice the night before so that way I can do the meditation, the movement, the, the journaling, the set the intention for the day. Isn't it true how we start our day really sets us up for how that day is going to go?
0: Absolutely. And not not even just conceptually. uh, I study uh, a place called the the Cooper Neuroscience Institute. They've had over a million people go through all their different studies and whatnot. And their data shows that actually the first 22 minutes of your morning, the first 22 minutes when you're finally conscious, not just when you're still kind of laying there and in between worlds, so to speak. But once you're like fully conscious and you're there and like, cool, I'm awake, time to start my day. Those first 22 minutes neurologically set the tone for the rest of your day more than any other time of the day. And I'm sure people have experienced when, let's say you wake up and in those first 22 minutes, you happen to like check an email and then you're stressed about something that totally sets the tone for your morning. And it can be really hard to kind of steer your way back to a centered flow for the rest of your day. So really acknowledge, you know, if that's the, even the only thing you do to really be in the driver's seat of your life, just give yourself that space, you know, 20 minutes in the morning, to just like, Hey, here I am. I'm alive. Like I woke up today. What a great way to start. Like some people didn't wake up today. Like how, how beautiful I'm here today. I get another day. That's what a gift and how, how, what do I need to do today? And how do I want it to go? How do I, how am I going to decide today is going to unfold? And how can I cultivate a felt sense of who I am and who the person who's going to show up and make that day happen the way that I intend?
1: The gratitude of now. You know, we're going to take some questions. If you're part of Juice Guru Academy, you get backstage access to these kinds of masterclass trainings. If you're interested, it's juiceguruacademy.com to be part of the inner inner club here and you can go ahead and type in in the chat room uh, if you've got a question or you can do the other raise your hand and come on and join us uh, with audio it'll go out over the radio show as well so go ahead and do that and, and I'll take some questions but before we get to that Nathaniel what are some action steps if we're looking for Uh, upgrades in our high performance, productivity, and focus. What are some of the places we can start? What are three action steps we can take to get going with this?
0: Oh, that's great. Three action steps, okay. Um, Number one is you need to, if you don't have this already, you need to create some sort of external hard drive for your brain. Whether that's your journal, like a physical journal you write in, or like the notes application, that's my favorite, I use the notes application on my iPhone and laptop so they sync with each other, or you can use some sort of, you know, Word document or whatever it may be. I recommend the notes just cause it's great to always have it since your phone is usually always with you. But to create an external hard drive for your brain, your brain is not designed for storage, it's designed for creativity. And I'm sure you've acknowledged there have been times when you feel spaciousness in your mind is when great ideas come through. And when your mind is full of a bunch of stuff you've got to keep thinking about because you got to get it done or you're falling behind or that's stressing you out, you're not creative. And, in fact, you, you're not even as, as joyful. And to consistently, I just call it a brain dump or, or a big spill, to just spill all the ideas in your head out of your head on a consistent basis. I do it every single week in a much larger context where I actually look at categories of my life and spill out every idea about those categories. And then I also do it every single day just based on when I wake up in the morning and kind of what ideas are present for me. And throughout the day, I'm constantly, any idea that comes through, like even on this call, if I thought of, ooh, I want to do a a video about something later, I'm going to look over here for a second, just take a quick note. Because if I don't, I'm not going to remember it. We kind of assume that Where we can remember all these things, even though all the time we think we, we acknowledge how much we don't remember, right? So that's the first thing, form some sort of relationship with something that's going to support you and actually being more present and effective in your life, because you don't have to actually just remember everything (laughs) that you need to do, which is pretty kind of silly when you think about it. Number two, to develop a, again, this is all about these like relationships with these kind of activities but some you need to be in your body every single day, every single day. Even if all you do is dance to your favorite music for five minutes, you would be so surprised what that actually does for you and the kind of momentum that builds, not only in your energy, in your metabolism, in your cognition, in your relationships, it it affects everything. So whether that's just going for a walk every day and maybe once a week you do some sort of intense workout, but just to really commit to that, I think so much of my work with my clients is really just bringing people back to the fundamentals, right? Like to actually get good sleep, to move your body well, to communicate well, to manage your thoughts well, right? To eat well, to have your juice every day. Like these are pretty, you know, not, again, not to discredit anyone's potential challenges, but these are pretty simple things. Just that game though is how do we slow down and actually take the time to implement them and more importantly, like care enough to, to really put that energy into in, investing and making that real. So, so just having that relationship with daily movement, for me, that shows up as I have a 20-minute stretching practice I do every single morning as part of my morning ritual. I, I have at least one song that I dance to every single day. And it's a song that starts kind of slow, so I can start kind of slow, and then it ends kind of fun and fast. I'm jumping around. By the time I'm done with that, I am as happy as a clam, and I'm always so happy I did it. And then uh, two or three times a week, I do like a high-intensity interval training, which is like strength training. It only takes me 15 minutes, so it can be that simple. But if you don't, if you're not committed to that relationship, you don't, you don't reap the, you know, the rewards from it. And so, and tip number three, you know, prioritizing the practice and the skill set of relaxing. How many times throughout the day can you just stop for a moment and we can even do it right now. Anyone who's live or anyone listening to the recording, just stop for a moment and close your eyes and put your hands on your belly and just take three deep breaths in through your nose, filling up the belly. And as with each breath, just get slower and deeper. and super slow, super deep on the last breath. I'm sure you could imagine how different your day-to-day experience would be. What if you did that once every hour? Oh my gosh. What if you just set an alarm on your phone that every hour was just like, hey buddy, I love you. Like, let's take a little, let's take a little breather. And just that ability to sort of check in with yourself and to have, right, we're having a relationship with this external hard drive, a relationship with exercise, and a relationship with yourself. Like really bringing that back into the forefront and finding those ways. So often we're running on this subtle or not so subtle fight or flight mode, right? We have this stress, this background stress running in our life all the time. And we're really good at sort of putting it in the periphery and we don't really notice it. Um, And it ultimately seeps its way into everything that we're doing. So, the more you can actually stop and give your nervous system and your mind and your body just an opportunity to slow down for a moment, again, that's going to keep you in the driver's seat and allow you to sustain how you're showing up in a great way. So, those are my three tips.
1: Love it. And the question that came in actually led to the next one as we wind down here. It's perfect, Nathaniel. How do our viewers, listeners get a hold of you and find out about the work you're up to?
0: Yeah. I mean, you can search my name on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm actually currently rebuilding my website right now. So if you go to, which is Nathaniel It's just my name. I think if you go there right now, it's going to be like a dead link. Cause I literally just, even before this call, I was doing some web work. So that's not quite ready, but if you find me on Instagram, come say hi or on Facebook, feel free to message me and say, what's up. Always happy to make new friends. And yeah, uh, and you're you're
1: yeah. actually part of Juice Guru Community and Juice Guru Academy. That's true. So yeah, you can always uh, drop a note in there too, and we'll have a link up at the show notes. If you're listening to the replay, you'll find out where Nathaniel's website is. It might be live by the time you hear this. Nathaniel, thank you so much for the work you're doing. Thank you for being present and delivering this awesome training
0: for all of us. Absolutely, thank you. My absolute pleasure. You know, I'm kind of miserable if I'm doing anything else, so I'm glad you could bring me on board. Nathaniel saw us right here. I'm Steve Prusak,
1: and we'll see you in the next training.
0: Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juicegururadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on.